you for tuning in to Art to Heart, where we delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for more information about upcoming events in the arts community. Well, I'm really excited to try this new form of the podcast today. We're going virtual, and on the phone with me today is Marie Hyman. Marie is the owner of the business Fondly Prints, and that is hand lettering and watercolor. Welcome, Marie. Thank you. Marie, at what age did your love for visual arts begin? I come from a pretty, like, creative family. Um... I've always been very, like, expressive through my style, like my clothing. In high school, I was, like, a girl who on clash day would just wear normal clothes because every day I would clash. So (laughs) people kind of expected me to just, like, match on that day. Um, So, but I was never, like, into drawing or painting or anything like that. But my sister (laughs) would tease me because I would always, like, write words in the air to like practice my handwriting so I totally look crazy but you know it's kind of come full circle because that's what I do now so I do hand lettering so yeah I think that it really wasn't until I was like 29 so four years ago that I started to really dive into a medium like a specific medium um and so I would say four years ago is where I told my husband, who is also a creative, um, he owns his own creative company, Likeable Art, Um, but I told him that I feel like I'm finally seeing the world in color, like it was like in black and white before, um, because I feel like I finally found like an avenue, a medium for my creativity. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so... Wow, that's really cool. And it's great that your husband and you are both artists. It's probably very helpful to have that person to bounce ideas off of and that kind of understands what your workload is. Yes, definitely. I mean, I feel like he has shaped me a ton as an artist because he was already doing this for so long. And um, he really helped me to value myself and to like take my art seriously. And so we definitely, though I've always been like, someone who he can bounce ideas off of creatively even before I started painting. So now the fact that we are that for each other has definitely helped us to grow more in like our relationship. Um, And it's definitely influenced our kids. Like they're really creative children, but sometimes I worry that we're like way too like on the creative side and not enough like on the pragmatic, like (laughs) organized side. (laughs) There's a little bit of an imbalance there, but it's kind of nice that our kids are so creative and that we have such a creative household. That is awesome. So how does one learn how to do hand lettering? You mentioned that you would put your finger in the air, but are there more methodical ways to learn? Yeah, so I had never done it before. It was kind of, so it was like four years ago. It was becoming more of a thing and um, there were YouTube videos and Pinterest tutorials and I was just I wanted to start with watercolor because I had always been very like fascinated with watercolor paintings and um, mesmerized by them. And so I was like, so first of all, I was going through this really difficult pregnancy where I was, I had this condition where I was itching myself like nonstop Mm -hmm. and 
I couldn't go out with my kid because I was just like constantly like having to take off my shoes and my yeah. itch and it was like this is becoming very you know not good to be out in public doing this so <laughs> I kind of became like a hermit with my little kids having to like keep them in the house all the time very much like right now and I needed something to channel like all of this nervous anxious energy into and so I was like I think I want to learn how to paint so I wouldn't put a brush to paper until I read this entire book about watercolor painting and I'm pretty sure I didn't learn a single thing because when I started painting I was really bad and it was just like you know anytime you try a new skill for the first time it was it's just like it's messy and it's bad you fumble a ton um and then not long after I started to want to like paint different um quotes or words that brought me peace um a lot of like scripture verses and stuff like that and so I was doing that and it was not so good but I just kept watching YouTube videos and seeing how people were you know like using the paintbrush to do strokes and I kind of learned from just watching other people do it yeah that's a great way to learn right can you tell us a little bit about the turning point of when you realized that you might be able to turn this new passion and hobby into a business what was that scalable moment Yeah. So the turning point was, so at first I was just like, I decided I was going to make all these different um, quotes and stuff for my siblings for for gifts. And I um, didn't think that they would really like love it, but they all seemed to really appreciate it. And there was a woman, um, a friend of mine who got one of my paintings that said, peace be still. And She said that she used it during her chemotherapy and that it brought her a lot of peace to look at it. Mm. And I just was like, okay, that's, that's something that's bigger than me and something that I want to share with the world. If it's bringing other people peace and some kind of solace, you know, I thought, okay, then I'm going to share this with more people and (laughs) we'll see how it goes. If it doesn't sell at all, then maybe it's not meant to be, but it started to really pick up and... So I just went with it. That's fantastic. As an artisan, what type of events or business initiatives are the most lucrative for you? Yeah, so I would say um, definitely like vendor events and market. There's like a lot of different conferences that I do that have vendors set up. And the more like niche, the more people that are like usually women are more drawn to my art a lot of like faith-based things like that's usually the most lucrative because it's you know tailored to them in a lot of ways but farmer's market has been successful we have an awesome outdoor market bar street market and i sell there every summer and that's been really successful um i do sell on etsy um and definitely during the holidays i do really well on there but i would say in-person sales are the the best Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I adore the Bar Street Market. It is one of my favorite activities. And especially right now, I am just dreaming of the days when we can go outside and be amongst a crowd and enjoy supporting local businesses together. Yes, yes. I think we're all dreaming of that. Sounds wonderful. What is the best thing about owning your own business? Um, for sure that I can still like be with my boys and 
that I can take breaks from them when I need to. The nice thing is that my husband is also self-employed, so we can kind of set our own hours and schedule, and I can just kind of steal away to our home office and paint when I need to, although definitely less possible (laughs) these days. And um, when my husband's at work, because none of my boys are napping anymore except for the baby, so it's harder to steal in time. But the fact that I have that option is a huge gift and blessing. So I don't take it for granted. What is the most challenging aspect about owning your own business? The fact that you have to do the work. Um, you, you, you know, like you definitely get what you put into it. And so if I'm not making a lot of income, it's because I'm not able to put a lot of time into it in that time. So, you know, it's like, Probably like most things, but um, there are times where life is just crazy and I can't get to um, painting and stuff. So it's, you know, it's more challenging when I can't actually put in the work to get the output or the income. About how many hours a week do you spend on your work? And also, has that changed now that our day-to-day structure with social distancing looks a little bit different? Um, I would say that I put about normally before the quarantine, (laughs) putting probably like um, five hours in because I do the farmer's market, the indoor farmer's market at Parkview Field every Saturday I was doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's probably the only time that I was really working. So I would say four to five hours a week. Um, and now I'm actually working way more because my husband's working from home and my anxiety is way up from, you know, all of this stuff going on in the world. Uh, And so he's been very supportive and very helpful and giving me time in the morning to be able to channel all of my anxiety into creativity. And so, you know, and I also have I do a lot of lettering and painting on my iPad with my Apple Pencil, and that's been awesome because then I can kind of letter wherever I am, and it's a lot easier to do, you know, on the go or like in, you know, wherever I am in the house. So, yeah, so I've been trying to just create as often as possible because it really helps my anxiety. Yeah, that's a great outlet. I think there's going to be something on social media or a meme, and it will be BQ and AQ, before quarantine and after quarantine. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Life is different. Life is different, for sure. What are the goals for your art? Many of your quotes are very uplifting and inspiring, and you told us that very heartwarming story about the person who was the recipient of some of your artwork, and it was really motivational for them and moving. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're trying to pursue with your art? Yeah. So um, going back to that story about when I first started doing it, when I was pregnant and had that condition. So when I would paint and letter, even though it was terrible to begin with, (laughs) I (laughs) stopped itching. It was the only time that I didn't itch. And so I knew that it was therapy for me, that it was like the only way that I was going to be able to deal with my anxiety. And it really like, you know, I am a, I'm a faith-filled person. And so it really became like my prayer Mm -hmm. um, and meditation 
and it was the way that I kind of connected to a higher power and got out of the the reality that I was in and was able to just be present to um, where I was in the moment. So um, I realized that I can help other people to be, to not feel so lonely and to not feel so like anxious all the time um, by sharing my gifts. Um, and so that's my whole mission with Fondly now is to just, especially now, I feel like this quarantine is kind of like a call for me to really do what I do best and to share my gifts more so with the world than I have before because my whole goal with Fondly is to help bring peace to people and to help people who are feeling alone and unseen and unheard to know that they are seen and heard and known and loved. And um, I've definitely like learned a lot through therapy and self-care and self-healing. And so this kind of mixture of like um, finding hope and peace and also taking care of yourself and allowing yourself to feel all your feelings and stuff. That's my mission with Fondly is to help people to do those things so that they're not feeling stuck um, in whatever heavy feelings they're feeling. Because once we can feel them, there's they have emotion and they can kind of move through us and not sit in us and weigh us down. Yeah, that's very well said, very beautiful, and very inspiring to hear. Uh, speaking of inspiration, where does the inspiration for your work come from? The colors, the quotes, any of the design work? So um, my faith tradition is Catholicism. So I have this like wealth of resources of awesome quotes from saints that go back like centuries. <laughs> so there's I have a lot of like um, saint quotes that I pull from and use in my work and then I, I use a lot of scripture verses and then also like I said um, therapy has been a huge inspiration for me the things that I'm learning through therapy and through different self-care books that I've read um, you know like learning how to deal with your trauma from your childhood like I try to use a lot of that in my work because I kind of believe that everyone has some kind of wound or trauma from their upbringing and if we can talk about those things and destigmatize them then we can start to heal like collectively and help to heal others and help to heal ourselves mm-hmm. and so that is probably like the biggest place of inspiration because that's what's motivating me and pushing me because I know that I found a lot of healing from doing what I do and so sharing it with others and, and getting growing in, in community with other people through the healing process, like helps everyone to feel less alone on that journey and to know that it's okay to be on that journey, that it's not like you're not broken or there's nothing, you're not like this unique person going through this thing that we're all on that journey together. Yeah, that's very deep. And it's something that maybe we should all be visiting a little bit more frequently, not just during this time where we're being isolated and there's less going on. So that's a good reminder. Tell us about your creation process. Can you take us through the process of how 
an actual print is made, like the technical side? Yeah, for sure. Um, So that is dependent on if I'm using my iPad or if I am painting with a brush and paper and ink. Um, But if I am using like my paint, my paints and my watercolor paper, and then, you know, I, I sketch it out in pencil first, usually. Um, unless I'm in like a hurry or I know I have a very small window, then I take more <laughs> chances and I just go right to the to paint. But um, and then I lay lay out my quote and if I want to have any florals or greenery around it or any kind of illustration, and then I paint it and then I have to digitize it. So I either take a picture of it or I scan it and then I have to digitize it in Photoshop, and then I send it off to my printer. Um, they're a local company, Arc Document Solutions. Oh, I think that's their name. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they do an awesome job of printing all of my work and um, on beautiful textured watercolor paper. It's actually nicer paper than I use to paint on, so <laughs> people are getting, like, a really high-quality print. And then if I'm doing it on my iPad, then it's a lot easier. It's way more efficient because I just letter or paint onto my iPad and it's already digitized and then I just send it off to my printer. So it's it's the reason why I use that more often these days because it's just way more convenient um, and trying to raise four boys is, you know, like I just don't have that much time. So (laughs) I've been doing that more often, but I definitely think you lose some of the, like, um, like there's a beauty in the little ridges of ink and the, the, the like, detail that comes with real ink and watercolor. Um, so I miss getting to paint as much with real watercolors and ink, but um, it's been nice to be able to still create and still put something out there digitally. Yeah. That's a really cool process. I had no idea what it took to create any of your work. Right now, with the spread of coronavirus, what does your business model look like? What are you creating? Yeah, so I feel like I a lot of my anxiety is from feeling like I just, I feel helpless. Like I want to help so many people and I feel like I can't. And Um, so I am trying to do what I can when I can. And so I started to make these coloring pages, um, for adults or children or anyone. And they're the same kind of like in the same vein of my, my mission that I was talking about earlier of being able to feel the feelings that you're going through right now, but there's also like some uplifting and hopeful messages in some of my coloring pages. But I just want kids to know that it's okay to, kids and adults, anyone, to know that it's okay to be scared and to to be, to cry, to feel whatever you're feeling, or to be happy during this time, even though it's like a, you know, like maybe it feels strange to, to have joy and feel happy. Like, but it's just okay to feel whatever you're feeling, that it's not going to last forever. But when you can draw or create with those feelings, they can have, like I said earlier, emotion and it can move through you so that you're not feeling stuck in them. Yeah, those 
coloring pages. So then they're a free resource too. Like they're on my, um, they're on my Instagram and my Facebook and you can just click on the link and download and print them. Um, yeah. That's so awesome. Cause I know a lot of parents or stay at home caregivers are now having to take on the role of being a teacher too. And if you are analytical and you've got down how to do the math and the science and some of the other curriculum from school, but you're not really artsy. It's like, what do you do with your kids to engage them? So I think having free resources like what you've created is extremely important and a great way to play your part during this time. Yeah, thank you. Where do you see your business in five years? What would you like to accomplish? You know, I um, <clears throat> my husband's really good. He does a lot of consulting, uh, creative consulting. And so I've been kind of working with him to get an idea for this. Um, but what I realized is that, like, my main goal of my business is not – I had to kind of take the pressure off of it because um, I was starting to compare myself to a lot of other artists and, you know, feeling a little bit down that I wasn't making as much um, – as I maybe have previously. And I realized that it's not necessarily right now something that we are relying on for income. And so I kind of had to like take that factor out of it and realize that I just kind of want to take it like maybe month by month or year by year and not have a ton of like long-term goals for it. I just, I want to be able to share my art and my gifts and the messages that are like, you know, kind of weighing on me with the world for as long as I can. And if it seems like that's becoming impossible or too difficult to do, then I want to just have the peace of being able to, like, move on to the next thing. But so far, I feel very much like this is where I'm supposed to be and what I'm supposed to be doing. So I don't have, like, any concrete long-term goals for Fondly. I'm just going to keep going until I feel like I shouldn't be doing it anymore. That's great. And I love that because then you're making sure that this stays a passion and not a task or something that you have to do on your to-do list. Exactly. This is a more fun question. If you just met a stranger on the street, what would you like them to know about you? Uh, I don't want them to like come off too cheesy, but honestly, like, (laughs) The thing that I would want them to know is that um, I, I think a lot of people doubt that people really do love them and see them, but it is just a huge desire of mine and passion of mine, or I just have like, one of my greatest values is compassion, and I just want them to, I would want them to know that I see them, and I would want to listen to, you know, who they are and what's on their heart, like, it's just a really strong desire of mine for people to know that they are not alone and that they are loved. And so <laughs> it's not so much about me, but that is like, that's the only thing that I would really want them to know that I see them and I love them and that they're not alone. Yeah, that's a great message. Very cool. Well, I would have loved to have gotten to meet you in person, so I'll have to save that for another day, but I'm glad that I have this insight of what you would like me to know about you for the next time that we meet. Uh, But before we check out here, I was wondering if you could let us know how to find you, what your website is, where can we find your work, how can we find you on social media? Yeah, so... 
my website will take you to my Etsy, but it's www.fawnly.com. And my Instagram is at fawnlyprints, um, not like a prince <laughs> and a king, like but like P-R-I-N-T-S. And um, my my um, Facebook is the same. It's uh, backslash or backslash um, fondly prince. Great. Well, we'll definitely be checking out your work. I think everybody right now could benefit from reading the quotes that you create so beautifully and present to us with an open heart. And I think that that can really help people at this very challenging time with so many unknowns. So we will definitely be checking out your work. And thank you so much for doing this podcast with me. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, 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 oh,